Hi, this is Coach Colette, host of the Start Within podcast, and welcome to this week's episode of Financial Fridays. April is Stress Awareness Month, and I'm sure that it may feel ironic to be considering this, given that we all have lived through over a year of COVID-19 pandemic and lockdowns, reopenings, vaccinations, all of the things that are swirling around us that can be heightening our stress and anxiety. But it really is important to reflect on your causes of stress and be able to identify your stress triggers. Now, when I lead stress management workshops, I often start with a graphic that has two people, it's a cartoon, and they are both looking at a number from different perspectives. And I think it's kind of ironic because given that today is April 9th, The number on the ground, if you will, in the cartoon, depending on where the person is standing, they either think the number is a six or it's a nine. And that really reinforces the fact that stress is subjective. So what stresses me out may not stress you out and vice versa. But when you think of stress, you want to be thinking about, again, What are the triggers? What are the things that cause you to feel this heightened sense of anxiety or worry or even dread? Then you want to be thinking about how does that stress manifest in your body? Again, all of us manifest or exhibit stress in different ways. For me, I know that I have two key stress indicators in my body. Typically, I feel my business professional stress in my neck and shoulders, and I've said that it often feels like I've got the weight of the world on my shoulders. And more personal relationship, even maybe family stress, I feel in my stomach. Because sometimes in those situations, it really does feel like I've been kicked in the gut. So first you wanna identify your triggers, Then you wanna be thinking about how does stress show up in your body? Is it your stomach? Is it your neck? Is it your chest? Is it your jaw? Is it headaches? Is it tiredness? Is it exhaustion? Because once you begin to understand your physical triggers of stress, your body is letting you know that you may be experiencing stress sometimes even before it is clear to you in your mind. And then you wanna be thinking about how is it that you think about a stressful situation? Because often our minds can create a story that is actually more stressful than what we are dealing with. So often I will suggest that people think about, have I experienced this situation before? Is this something that's familiar? Have I been able to overcome this type of a situation before? Because once you start analyzing it from that perspective, you can start to identify ways that you can perhaps move through the situation with more of a grounded or perhaps even a calmer or relaxed state of mind. And then you wanna think about, well, what are the ways that you cope with 
deal with and manage stress. Because again, life is going to happen. As long as you are alive, there will be some form of trigger or situation that has the potential to cause a stressful reaction. So how is it that you are able to reground yourself? How is it that you are able to calm yourself? How is it that you are able to relax? And again, stress coping techniques are also subjective. What helps me to relax may not help you to relax. So whether that is being outside, getting in nature, journaling, using essential oils, and thinking about what are the ways that you involve both your mind and your body. So you know I love EFT tapping, I love breath work, I love oils or other products that allow the body and the mind to have that release and allow yourself to become more grounded, more centered, and more calm. Now we know that in communities of color, we're dealing with so many layers of stress triggers. I know for me personally, wanting to stay involved and informed, I need to balance that with how is it that I unplug and create time for myself, create that me time. So you also wanna be thinking about that in terms of your consumption of content and consumption of media that can be potentially triggering, given say the trial that's happening in Minneapolis, all of the incidents that are happening with regards to Asian violence. So you wanna make sure that you are caring for yourself, identifying your stress triggers, knowing how stress shows up in your body, thinking through how you can change your perspective on stress, and then find all of those awesome ways to relax and reground. That's all for me for now. Get ready and listen up to today's tip from Suki Singh. Hello, everyone. This is Suki Singh, a.k.a. Investing of the Investing Podcast with your weekly Financial Friday tip. Are you saving enough? I know it's challenging in these difficult times to save, so maybe it's time to go over your budget and see where you can cut back or where you can thrive and save a little bit more. Remember, a penny earned today turns into dollars later on. So let's turn to savings to create good habits. With that said, that is your weekly Financial Friday tip, and I'll speak to you soon. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Coach Colette. What do you think of the episode so far? What are your main takeaways? Before we jump back into the content, I want to let you know that I know that racial battle fatigue is real. Black, Indigenous, Latinx, and other women of color, we are suffering disproportionately from both the racial issues and the sexist issues that are happening at this time. But did you know that joy is a form of resistance? And joy is possible when you find ways to overcome stress, anxiety, and trauma. 
And it's possible when you start within, and I would love to help you do it. You can visit my website, startwithincoaching.com, and at the top, click Start Here to schedule your complimentary discovery call. We can talk about what's going on in your world, how you are dealing, how you are coping, and how we can help you to take more actions to reclaim your joy. So go to startwithincoaching.com, click Start Here, to start your journey within. Hey, I'm back with this week's Unplugged segment. I was on LinkedIn earlier this week and came across a link to an article from the New York Times, and the title of the article really attracted my attention. It's called Returning to the office sparks anxiety and dread for some. Well, I'm just getting used to my new daily habit of going on to either or usually both the New York City Vaccination Finder website or the New York State Vaccine Finder website, trying to schedule an appointment for my first COVID shot. And it's a new habit, it's a new thing, and it is causing a little bit of stress and anxiety. Makes me wonder when my age group was first identified, should I have jumped at the chance? It's interesting, there's nothing like shortage of supply or availability to help you determine whether or not you really want to do something. And this is connected to the issue of working from an office, which for me would be a co-working space, most likely. Although I'm very saddened now, even more than I was last November, when I found out that my co-working space was closing. Because now there's that prospect of, wow, wouldn't it have been great to go back into the CSI space and see everyone and be able to hang out by the counter while we're getting tea or coffee. And yet I realize that as an entrepreneur slash tech founder slash freelancer slash coach, all the slashes in my life, I do have flexibility in terms of whether or not I decide to return to working from an office. And I recognize that not everyone has that flexibility. Obviously, essential workers, healthcare workers, delivery people, cab drivers, Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, so many people have been working in close proximity and contact with all of us, over this past year. So it is something to consider. And we know that COVID-19 is disproportionately impacting communities of color because often there are more people of color working in these roles. So I recognize my privilege in this whole conversation, and I want to be upfront and transparent about that. But it is interesting to consider, where are you on the spectrum of the desire to go back to an office environment versus working from home? There are some who think, you know what, I don't ever want to go back. I don't want to have to deal with the commute. 
I don't want to have to deal with being in close proximity on a train or a bus with other people. And then there are people who are desperately clinging to the chance of being able to interact in a group setting or in an office environment. And I would have to say I'm a bit in the middle. Again, since I have not yet been vaccinated, I don't have that same level of comfort of being in enclosed settings with multiple people. I may have mentioned about a month ago, I was approached by a colleague who works for a company that I have done training for in the past about the possibility of leading workshops in small group settings. And at the time, I thought, oh my God, I'm not ready. It can't happen yet. And I don't have that same level of heightened anxiety now. Now it's more just the frustration of when can I get vaccinated? But it is interesting to think about it. Where are you on the spectrum? What are you thinking? What are you considering? And how flexible is your work environment? There are some companies that are encouraging a work-from-anywhere policy, and there are others that are looking at, is it possible for us to continue this remote working situation? Whatever you choose, it is your choice. And I know that it doesn't always feel that way in employment situations because of our various financial obligations that we have. So what are you doing to prepare yourself mentally? What are you doing to prepare yourself financially? What are you doing to prepare yourself health-wise? All of these are fair questions to consider. As for me, March 7th, 2020 was my last in-person speaking engagement. So it's already been over a year since I have facilitated in front of a group of people. I do miss the energy and the contact of live sessions. And in my heart of hearts, I really am looking forward to doing those types of events again. And I have visions of retreats and I have visions of more beach wellness like I did uh, a couple of years ago in the Rockaways. And I do have visions of connecting in person. Yet I know that this remote virtual work that I've been doing also will continue. And that wasn't really new for me. I had been virtually facilitating and coaching clients since before the pandemic. It's just now that the pendulum has swung to it being pretty much 100% of the work that I'm doing. So this is how I'm navigating it, continuing to visit those websites, trying to get my vaccination, and really thinking about how is it that I can continue to leverage this remote opportunity because I do enjoy the flexibility. And yet also thinking about how can I continue to re-engage with not only clients, but also colleagues and friends. So as you ponder all of these things, continue to nourish yourself, love on yourself this weekend, get outside, enjoy some nature, and we'll be speaking again soon.
So what is your takeaway from this week's Financial Friday segment? What might you do differently around your money and your mindset? For more financial advice, you can check out Suki's podcast, Invest Sing, where I also share tips on his Wellness Wednesdays segment. If you enjoyed this episode and haven't already subscribed, you can do so on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. You can also connect with me on Instagram at coach underscore Colette for more inspiration on personal growth and wellness. Tune in next Friday for another episode and get ready to start within to finish strong. Thank you.